You're on the. You're on the, you're on the air. You're on the air. Good to have you back. Smooth tonight. start again. Yeah. Well, we just kind of running from different directions tonight. Trying to get everything lit and gone, and hola. Got a few other things to take care of called life. And uh, many of you are with us today at five o'clock on our show. We appreciate that. One of your phones is on there. It's one of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there. We'll get down. Perfect. Here we go. Uh, anyway, get them going. What, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing? Anyway, let's this start is, over. No, nah, we're good. Let's just start over. No, nah, we're good. Reset. You reset it. Go ahead. Good evening. Welcome to the Buddy Martin Show, late night edition. This is week or day one of the. Recruiting Bonanza. Justin Wells is going to join us tonight. We're going to talk recruiting, more recruiting, and some recruiting. Go. Bonanza, that's a TV show. Not many people, older people like me. You got it. You got it. I'm 43. Right now, we're selling the car guys on the show. So, yeah, tonight. Remember the banging. We're podcasting now. That's good. It's not lovely. You can't. You got to. You got to careful. Where you? Yeah. I got to get you the re- articulating arm. Oh, you're too strict. Because uh, then you can. We won't make the noise. Like we we're saying, recruiting. It's not something that I have done a lot of over my years in terms of writing. I have worked with people who have been very good at it. It's kind of science in a way. And if those of you who had a chance to hear the program today, Buddy Martin's show, you heard Laura Rutledge of ESPN Paul Feinbaum show talk about how she started her career. I wish we could pull that sound bite up because... Right now? You didn't tell me it was going to go uh, now. You didn't say No, not now. Not now, but eventually we will. I'll go back into the green room and I'll pull it up in a minute when I'll get us a couple of beers. orange and blue room. Or we're going to drink wine tonight. Green is the wrong color. Probably red wine tonight, I think. Uh, I don't know how how long I'll make it. I'm P90Xing now. So here we go. We're going to try to get serious here for you folks who want to talk about recruiting. All right, seriously. And uh, Justin Wells is a guy that we work with at the other place. I, I went ahead and said it today. So I got one day more, Troy. We'll you use, said Voldemort? Yeah, all right. I said Gator Country today. Nah, I used it because in honor of Justin and honor of Laura and us. We'll say it one time. Okay, we don't hold grudges. we say it together? What? we say it together? Sure. Ready? One, two, two three. three. Gator, you're such an ass. <laughs> You said get you're an, you were a sellout. <laughs> I said mine today. I'm going to go get a couple glasses of Okay, mine. good. And I can talk. I can tell Thank people. You. All right, folks, thanks for, for climbing on here. In just a minute, we're going to talk to a guy that used to be full-blown into the recruiting and reporting stuff. And he worked extremely hard at it and was very, very good at it and had a great reputation for having accurate information and had a great deal. And still does. He just doesn't do it anymore. He makes boats or something now. But Justin Wells was had a long time running uh, for us at our previous jobs, and it was as you heard the show today. Some of you did. Uh, uh, you heard Laura Rutledge talking about how she started out uh, with um, with uh, with us doing recruiting, and Brendan was the one who got her on our Cox Cable TV show, uh, and Justin Wells, of course, was our uh, was our recruiting guy, and they began working together, both green horns, uh, and they developed quite a following, and they had a masterful, well, I won't say masterful, they became masters at recruiting information. Now, keep in mind uh, when you're doing that, people try to use you to their advantage, and that's okay. Look, 
parents want to talk to you, coaches want to talk to you, um, and people want to tell their story. And Are you it, screwing up the story again? No, what's happening? People are complaining about the audio and stuff. Anyway, what's wrong? I don't know. I, I'm just the host here. I don't Wait, know. Hold on. You're the Let's producer. Listen. And there you are. What we're getting is people complaining about us talking too much together. They can't hear. Okay. So let me finish this. All right. And dilly dilly to you. So here's the deal. We decided to dedicate two weeks, the better part of two weeks, to talking about recruiting. And in just a moment, we'll talk to Justin. I did spend 45 minutes today on the phone with uh, Coach Rector, Clay Rector from Leesburg High School, whose son, Wyatt, is a very interesting prospect, a uh, guy that has got really measurables. I'll read them to you later. While Brendan goose off with a wine bottle. Uh, there's some serious stuff here. Uh, this guy is really impressive. He's only a uh, three-star. I, I actually really like this guy. I mean, in all seriousness, we've been talking about yeah, him for We've a looked at his video. Uh, we went and had a, a beer with uh, one of our guys. What just went off? Nothing. Light went off. Oh, that one went off. Oh. Uh, we just had a. We went and met some friends from the kingdom. Do you remember the name Brian Shields? Yeah. Yep. And uh, we talked about this guy. Anyways, yeah. So they want to hear this, all right? Um, and people checking in. Hello, everybody. We'll get around to these messages later. Thank you for watching. My cousin Robin is on, uh, and we're going to tell you what we know. And that is that uh, obviously there's a lot of turmoil going on with the decommits. Uh, there's a lot of turmoil going with the coaching changes. I'm sure most of you have heard by now. USF hired their coach today. Uh, Josh Heupel from University of Missouri. He's the offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach. And he took uh, Randy Shannon as his defensive coordinator. Good move. Good move. Uh, and then finally FSU got a coach. Willie Taggart. All right. This changes everything. Stick with it. From the standpoint of who recruited what kids and how they fit into the system, there's going to be, and there already is, a mad scramble for personnel now because in two weeks or so, it's National Signing Day. So the coaches are getting in place. They're starting to make the calls. They're canvassing the country. They're evaluating what the previous coach did, and they're getting decommits. Gator fans, listen to me. Do not panic. I'm seeing, out. seeing panic on the on the boards. I'm seeing panic. It's okay. It's going to be good. I can tell you they're going to have a top 10, 12 class for sure, maybe better. There are many other players out there who are looking at the situation and saying, hey, this might work for me. This is my system. I want to play for Dan Mullen. So Mississippi State recruits, et cetera. So it's crazy. We're not going to attempt to try to sort all that out. We're going to go ahead and call Justin. We're going to talk about specifically quarterbacks because Dan Mullen's quarterbacks, that is the key, key to everything. Dan Mullen, who he gets, who he recruits as his quarterback, will be the key to the future for Florida football. All right, we got we to get this high-tech yeah. situation going. Yeah, and uh, is that a gator right there? No. Do you want to uh, do – can we cheers this really quick, really fast before Justin? Uh, I'm, I'm going to work here, okay? Right. You well, we're party, drinking a work. decent cab tonight, so right. this, this, I, ha uh, I just got off work, so cheers. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get off yet, so there you go. Well, it's after uh, 8 o'clock, so we're good. Dial, Justin. I'm dialing And this. while you're doing that, um, I talked to Clay Rector, as I said. His son has really got some remarkable measurables, you guys who follow recruiting. He gave them all to me today. 
uh, his, 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 and him, his whole story, the camps, uh, he, he's six, four, two twenty eight, And I think I heard him right when he said four, five, five, 40. Uh, and I saw some video. I posted one today, a video of him just throwing the ball around. Uh, he looks, and dare I say this, Hello? a little bit like a right-handed Tebow kind of guy of a size and a guy that I think, uh, uh, I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm saying he's an intriguing guy, someone that I would like to see. Now, the problem with it is he's three-star, four, four-star right in there, uh, the kind of guys that ordinarily Dan Mullen would take at Mississippi State and turn them into great players. Uh, just go see what he's got out there now, what he's done with Dak Prescott and Nick Fitzgerald. He looks like the perfect guy. But as Justin Fields will tell us, Justin Fields, as Justin Wells will tell us, if Fields flips from Georgia and comes to Florida, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not, that changes the pecking order of what quarterbacks come. And as someone told me today, uh, they said they at Georgia would said they would take Rector in a heartbeat, but they're afraid, and this is a coach telling somebody, they're afraid they did that that would freak out Fields because when you start recruiting other quarterbacks, they get nervous. So having said that, let's go to Hotline now and talk to our friend. Wait, 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 wait. I'd like to introduce him since I haven't worked with him in a while. Okay. So I'd like to introduce, honestly, the best recruiting guy I've ever worked with, one of the, my most favorite people I've ever worked with at any job I've ever had and the, one of the most thorough guys and what a, a lot bunch of yes you I'd like to welcome to the show the one the only Justin Wells I just thought he needed a proper intro Justin welcome to the Buddy Martin late night show well thanks for having me on how much how much wine have you guys had already I just I got mean, off work so I'm, I'm on my first glass first sip okay well just well, one sip thank, well thank you for that introduction I, I appreciate that um yeah, a lot to uh, a lot to digest. It's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks, and uh, I watched a little bit of what you guys have been up to, and uh, you guys have been staying uh, pretty busy yourselves yeah. through uh, coaching search and now the aftermath. Yes, it's been crazy, and and you know it gets down to it now. This is this is nothing but recruiting time. It's your time of the year. You know, you used to thrive around National Signing Day and. I know even when you're not in the business, you're still in it because you still follow it closely. And we want to pick your brain tonight and get your thoughts. Several people have got names up already. I want to bounce off of you. If Let's just start with Matt Corral, the five-star or four-star, depending on who you believe, from California. I think he played at Modern Day and someplace else out there, as I recall, transferred. Uh, a guy who's got everything in terms of got an arm. He's got – he looks the part. Uh, he's, he's got a certain – He's got a certain style about him. Uh, he's he he's been a rally crier for the class, holding people together. And by all stretch, by all accounts, is a guy that is much wanted by a lot of people. But he is going to take a trip to Ole Miss, and he's a Florida commit. Tell us first of all where you what's what's happening there, and then tell us if you think he is the guy for Dan Mullen. Well, as you said. Uh... It appears Matt Crowell is going to be taking a official visit this weekend to <clears throat> Ole Miss. <coughs> Excuse me. And as you uh, as you look at his recruitment, uh, he started off. He was committed to USC, a longtime USC commitment, which makes sense. He's a Southern California kid, 
and uh, one of the top-rated quarterback prospects in the country. So it was kind of a natural fit. Well, that that went away. For whatever reason, USC and Matt Corral uh, kind of decided to part ways. You could say it was mutual. Some would say uh, that might have not even been Matt Corral's decision, that USC might have influenced that heavily. But uh, his recruitment rolled on. He uh, looked at Florida, he looked at Georgia, he looked at Alabama, and uh, eventually ended up committing to Florida over the summer. But Matt Corral is... Matt Corral was Jim McElwain's guy. Matt Corral is not Dan Mullen's guy. But that doesn't necessarily mean he might not end up Dan Mullen's guy in the end. But you do have him visiting Ole Miss this weekend. He went to Alabama a few weeks ago on an official visit. So he is looking to get enrolled. He's, he's looking to enroll early in January. The early signing period starts two weeks from tomorrow, and that's kind of a new feature this year. Uh, in the past, we've had the early signing period in December for junior college players, but now high school players can join in uh, on the fun and sign early in December. That that starts on December 20th, as I said, two weeks from tomorrow. So the question, is he a Dan Mullen guy? Now, let me just say, first off, in terms of on-the-field talent, I think Matt Corral is, uh, is a is about as good as they come. He's he's got a huge arm, maybe the strongest arm in the class of 2018. He's uh, he's an athletic guy. He, I, I wouldn't necessarily consider him a dual threat quarterback, but um, he's going to uh, he's going to, he can make some plays with his feet. Uh, he could play in a spread offense if that that just happened to kind of work itself out. But he is more of a he is considered more of a pro-style quarterback. That's kind of more of his uh, comfort zone. So, is he a fit for Dan Mullen's offense? Yeah, I think he could work out in Dan Mullen's offense. But he's six foot two, about 190, 195 pounds. If you look at the quarterbacks who have excelled in recent years under the tutelage of Dan Mullen, you look at a, a Tim Tebow, you look at a Dak Prescott, you look at a Nick Fitzgerald, you're talking about guys who run 6'3", about 6'4", 6'5", about 230 pounds. Mullen likes to run that, uh, likes to run the quarterback between the tackles, and that opens up the play action uh, in the passing game. So that's not really Matt Corral's game. Now, of course, that doesn't mean you can't shift gears a little bit. Uh, Mullen had success with Chris Leak. He could have success with Matt Corral as well. But I think when you look at his game in terms of a Dan Mullen offense, I'm not sure it's a perfect fit. It could work. But then you've got the kind of the other uh, off-field stuff that has uh, been uh, much discussed. And, um, you know, Dan Mullen talked in his opening press conference about what he wants out of quarterback. He wants leadership. He wants a guy who is accountable and uh, is going to be able to set an example for the rest of his teammates. And just based off of kind of the buzz around Corral, I don't know that that, he really checks out in that regard. I think, as we're going to see, he's going to visit Ole Miss this weekend. And then the big question is, what's he going to do next weekend? Over the next seven days, I think we'll start to get an idea of whether or not he's going to be a realistic option for the Gators moving forward. Because I'm sure you've, talked about it on the radio show and probably already touched on it tonight 
quarterback is going to be a huge, huge factor in this recruiting class, who Dan Mullen gets. I, I, I really think he needs two guys. He really needs to kind of flip the quarterback room, so to speak. He needs to be able to get some guys in there who are going to be able to fit his system. And uh, we're going to see over the over the next seven to ten days if Matt Corral figures into that picture or not. Justin Wells, one of our recruiting insiders, joins us tonight on the program. Brendan Martin, along with Buddy, and, and, and some of you folks are kind of new to this, and a lot of you are veterans of it, and you understand some of the talk. But I think you touched on a very key point. It's, I don't want to overstate it. It's not just key for Gator fans. The kind of quarterback he picks and who he gets may have the fate of the entire SEC East in it because Florida is going to be a contender, at least, I think, right away with Mullen in the East. And, of course, Georgia we know about. South Carolina, Tennessee, we don't. But there's always that opportunity, you know, when you've got that Georgia-Florida showdown. And I think Mullen is going to obviously he's going to follow his old pattern. He's going to look for dual threats. This is not um, what I call him. I call him uh, OK Corral for his gunslinger. Matt, Matty Corral is not that kind of guy. Now, does it mean he wouldn't play him? No. He had, he had Chris Leak. They won a national championship when he was coaching with Meyer. But I think he wants a guy who can run and who can, uh, can throw, who's got strength, who's got intelligence and commitment. I don't know much about the recruiting game. I know what I see. I don't know Fields. Obviously, he's, he's an impressive guy. He's supposed to be the best athlete in the class. He's committed to Georgia. There's a kid in Leesburg that I'm really kind of interested and fascinated with. His name is Rector. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he is a guy that's got all the measurables. He is a dual threat. You mentioned the word the term, dual threat. And his dad, Clay Rector, is a linebacker coach there at Leesburg High School. I didn't know this. He didn't go to IMG or one of those other play football factories because everybody in his family has always played for Leesburg High School. His his dad, his cousins, and whatever. And, and two, of his, two of his uncles were Gator Legacies. They played Pratt, played up there. So And he wants to play for the Gators. Now, look. I don't know what Mullen's looking for, but this let me give you these numbers, 6'4", 228. I think he said 4'5", five, 5". I can't be 100% on that. And then he gave me his, I mean, he gave me all these numbers, his, uh, his broad jump and his, you know, his, uh, his vertical. I, I just, look, I don't, that's not my game. But it sounded great. And then he started throwing stats at me. And here's the deal. He said this year, he said he could have gone to somewhere like IMG and he'd have better receivers. He counted supposedly 86 or 89 drop passes. And the kid had huge numbers in yardage. I don't have it in front of me. He said, imagine if, they, you know, if, if that many passes had been caught, what his yardage would have been. He, he's, a, he's a good student. He's got really good grades. He, he's, he's humble, apparently. He did have that knee injury, which they had a surgery on a couple of years ago. Uh, and his, he's a guy that I'm sitting there thinking, well, why hasn't Florida given him consideration? He did commit to Virginia, and then he withdrew his commitment. He's still up there on people's boards, but his dad can't quite understand why no Power 5 school has come knocking at his door. Now, the team was 4-6 and six this year. That could have something to do with it. So, I don't know. You know about this kid. I've said a lot here. I want to get your take on it as one other example of a guy who could be that quarterback. Well, yeah, I think uh, you look at his numbers uh, – you 
gave out you, you just gave out some of the other numbers forty times and stuff. He's definitely a, a great athlete. The size, he seems to be a, a fit for what Dan Mullen's looking for in terms of offense at the quarterback position. Now, he did visit for the Florida State game last weekend. Excuse me, two weekends ago, as I uh, recall. So you have. You have some interest there, obviously, on his end. Now you're going through a coaching transition, so right now I think more than anything, Mullen and his staff are trying to just kind of get their bearings. Sure, and I understand. He even, yeah, he doesn't even have a full staff yet, right. to be, in fact. So um, I, I do think Rector is a guy who is probably going to get a look as we move along. Mm-hmm. I know he's not highly rated, and as you said, it, they can't figure out why the – some of the offers aren't there. Well, as you mentioned, he had an injury, didn't played very little his junior year. I think he only played three or four right, games right, with the knee injury. Mm-hmm. So he's coming off that. that that's going to always set it somebody. That, that's always going to set a prospect back when you right. get hurt your junior year. Knee injury, had the surgery. Uh, but right. he went back and still had great, great vertical and whatever, even with that. Uh, and I don't. I mean, I, I don't know the kid. I've seen the tape on him. I've talked to his dad at length about him. I've seen. I've got. If I looked it up, I could give you the stats and all that stuff. But that's not my job. He looks like he'd be, as you point out, someone they would be interested in. They just haven't caught up yet. They're trying to find their desk in the bathroom right now, you know, and get the telephone number. <laughs> desk uh, in the bathroom. Yeah, on their offices. The, the coaches. They I don't. love that. I had to take that one home. Though. Well, I mean, you got to figure, figure that out. So anyway, so that's one guy. Now, now, now let's get off of that subject for a second. I have other questions from people who want to ask you. I'm going to throw them to you. I want you to give me some of you follow this. I know you don't do it for a living anymore, but you follow this closely. Is there, are there a couple of people that jump out at you that you think are going to be, you know, obviously difference makers? And, of course, we don't know yet about what's going to By the way, Willie Taggart, when he's at South Florida, did recruit um, Rector and, uh, and, and wanted him, I think, to early commit. So Willie Taggart knows about it. So um, uh, let's let's talk about other players. Who interests you? What players out there? How about everybody wants to let Florida's decommits? Give me all that stuff. Well, yeah, right now, uh, I think uh, Florida's had five decommitments so far uh, since the coaching transition between since Jet McElwain was fired back in uh, at the end of October. I think I, I believe right now we're at five decommitments. And frankly, I think that number is going to go up. There's going to be some more guys who decommit. Uh, I think there were two today, in fact. And that's that's just part of the process. Yeah, offensive that's, line, I think, was one of them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 And, 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 that, and that's the O-lineman out of uh, IMG Academy, actually, yeah. the one uh, Buddy just mentioned. So that's, but that's, that's part of the process. You, you, you have a new coach coming in. They have their own set of evaluations. They, of course, were recruiting at Mississippi State, Mullen and his staff, building relationships. So they've got some guys they're targeting. Um, there's going to be some guys from Florida's board that are going to drop off. There's going to be some guys that are on Florida's board that will remain top targets. Uh, you mentioned Justin Fields earlier. He, he, he was a top target for Florida earlier. And uh, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a whole new recruiting process with Fields yeah. uh, as we go down the stretch because – he is committed to Georgia. Florida is going to make another run with them. They're, they've already, I believe, visited him last week. 
So Florida's going to make another run at him. And I would be highly surprised if Florida State doesn't make another run at him as well with Willie Taggart. You know, Willie Taggart, I, I think that was a great hire myself. I think I, that was. I agree with that. Yeah, like Florida and Mullen, great fit. I think Florida State and Taggart, that's the right fit. Well, there they were a lot a of guys coach. after Kelly that were talking, hey, if Taggart came here, that would be all right. I mean, I saw that all over the Internet. I, I would have I would have been very happy with Willie Taggart right? as the new coach at Florida. I would have been happy with Scott Frost. I think in the end, those guys made the decision that was the right fit for them. Frost went home to Nebraska. No one can blame them for that. Taggart. Uh, you know, apparently FSU was his dream job, so it, it's, it's hard to blame him there. I think Florida got the right fit for who they wanted and who wanted Florida, and likewise, those schools did as well. Yeah, I, and, I, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and I, I expect that as we go down the stretch. I mean, it's been such a crazy offseason oh already. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It, right. Yeah, and it's not even over yet. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you've got uh, Taggart. He's uh he's going to uh, he's going to be a foreign Florida side on our green trail. I mean, you're looking at the the list of coaches in the state of Florida right now. You've got Mark Rick at two years, who is the longest tenured yeah, uh, Division One college football coach in the state of Florida. So all these new coaches in here, you've got Ross Nebraska now. He built connections in the state of Florida from his time at UCF. He's going to be a factor in the state down the stretch. It's going to be a really, really wild ride as we move into the last, uh, you know, six weeks until everyone gets their paperwork signed and faxed in. And I expect this could be a really crazy season, recruiting season, in terms of decommitments, guys flipping their pledges from one school to another, and just a lot of players probably taking a step back and really just reevaluating the process as the landscape has shifted so dramatically there over the last uh, few weeks. Well, it seems like it seems like the competition in Florida is going to be super fierce, for one, uh, going down the stretch. You and I and Buddy and Laura and Jesse and, all the, and Tim and everybody else that I'm forgetting right now, we covered, you know, the great years uh, will be known, you know, uh, and saw Dan Mullen as an offensive coordinator. I would venture to say, and we've said it before, that not only is he home, but I think if you, you know, which most Gator fans are, if you if you knew much about the team then, you knew the offense was better with Dan Mullen than it wasn't. Um, so I feel very excited, you know, as a Gator fan, but, you know, as one, as a person that, you know, has covered the team, that especially the last seven years, you know, this is a very good fit for University of Florida, and I think recruiting will kind of follow because the one thing you want to be known as is the quarterback whisperer. So, you know, Dan, at least there's a lot of people, a lot of guys out there that are going to want to play for Dan Mullen. I mean, isn't that? Wouldn't you agree with that, Justin? Well, sure. I mean, he's got quite a resume now to point to. Alex Smith, uh, Chris Leak, Tim Tebow, Dak Prescott, Nick, Nick Fitzgerald. I mean, he he has done a lot in terms of developing that position. Guys have played well under him. Guys have put up big numbers under him. That's going to be attractive. But as you said, uh, Brendan, there's going to be a lot of competition. Willie Taggart can can point to some similar, maybe not quite as deep a resume, but uh, there's. if anyone watched what Oregon did this year and what South Florida did the last couple of years, they're putting up a lot of points. Scott Frost, the same deal. So I mean, playing a, playing playing down in Miami right now doesn't suck. Uh, 
and that and there you go that that too and and Miami I mean in terms of their, the depth chart at the quarterback position there too really all three schools have the opportunity there's an opportunity to come in and play early Willie Taggart I mean he brings a spread offense uh, background with him. It's going to be interesting to see what FSU does at the quarterback position because you got DeAndre Francois, you got right. James Blackman. Not exactly. I mean, both both of those guys can move and run a little bit, but they're really more pocket passers. Now, Willie yeah. Tiger is a Jim Harbaugh disciple, so his background's kind of a pro style offense. So he could adapt to make those guys, you know, make it fit with those guys and make it work for the first year or two. But eventually, I think you're going to see him start to recruit a similar type of player. As uh, as Dan Mullen once, and as I think you're going to see Mark Rick start to move towards, because he always more of a pro style guy at Georgia looks to be uh, zeroing in on more of the dual threat type quarterback now at Miami as well. We're getting a lot of questions about. Well, can I ask this last? Wasn't there a JUCO quarterback that Mullen either we offered today, or was am I reading that right? I saw that at work today. Not, not that I offered. Not, not no? that I know of. No. I he hasn't offered any quarterbacks that I heard of. But you didn't hear anything of it that did you, Justin? Well, yeah. I mean, right right now they're kind of just throwing out all sorts of offers. I know there's a lot of quarterbacks they're looking at. Yeah, there is a there is a junior college quarterback uh, that what's his name? I just read he is going to visit a uh, Terry Wilson. Yeah, that's joint. it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was reading about. He, he he's kind of emerged on the radar, but I'm curious to see how much of a factor Florida really is there because. He has some strong ties to uh, Scott Frost. Frost recruited him to Oregon. Right. So I have a feeling he's probably going to end up at Nebraska when, it, when it's all said and done. All right, so we're getting questions about Franks, Felipe Franks. Or as Steve Spurrier calls him, Felipe, Felipe. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I like the kid. I, I know he's had a rough go. Um, I think he did as about as good as he could do. He wasn't well coached. I blame it on Nussmeyer and uh, and McElwain. Uh He has some skills. He has pretty good wheels, as a matter of fact. Uh, he does not fit that so-called system, but he does. He can run and he can throw. He cannot read any defense apparently. So I don't know how he'll line up. He'll probably he may be in he may be the starter in the spring. Uh, give me your take on Felipe Franks if he fits in the system. Or if he's a guy that's looking to transfer right away. Well, I think when you look at Franks, you're talking about a guy who kind of read a, uh, ran a similar wide open style offense in high school. I do think he has some attributes that could uh, potentially give him a chance to uh, make the transition. It's really going to be up to Felipe if he wants to give this give this a shot if he wants to stay at Florida, if he wants to embrace a spread offense and uh, being coached by Dan Mullen, I think there's a chance it could work because he's got a big arm. Uh, he, As you said, he's a pretty good athlete. I think people, you know, he's kind of got that gangly, almost goofy uh, uh, athleticism about him. It's almost a little reminiscent of uh, Colin Kaepernick because right. – Again, a guy is kind of long and gangly. It doesn't look real pretty when he's running around, but he is very athletic and he can make plays with his feet. I, I, yeah, I think he could maybe put on 10 pounds and, and be that uh, dual-threat type quarterback, be able to run it a little bit, uh, do some of that read option stuff that 
uh, Mullen likes. Uh, but it's really going to kind of come down to, does he want that? Uh, does he want to be a part of a spread offense? Does he want to embrace this new style of coaching and offense and uh, stick around and, and kind of tough it out? Because it, it might be rough at first, but uh, it's really going to be up to him. I, I could really see it going either way. It could Maybe he comes out in the spring, works hard. Uh, the, the dynamics between him and Mullen end up turning out well, and he runs with the job. Then again, maybe he comes out in the spring and things don't go so hot, and he moves on to another another uh, place. Because this is kind of a, a key year for him. He's moving into his redshirt sophomore year, so this spring, if he feels like there's a fit there, uh, there's really no reason he shouldn't stick around. But if he if it's not going to work, he needs to he needs to find another opportunity somewhere else so he can sit out a year as a transfer and then. Uh, presumably have two more years to play as a you know potential starter somewhere else. All right, Justin Wells is our insider on recruiting tonight. I have a lot of people, pretty knowledgeable people here on this uh, on this broadcast tonight. And let me get a couple of their questions and comments in yeah, to get your comments on them. Uh, first of all, uh, I keep seeing the name Micah Pittman. I'm sure you know about him. They say, go to Huddle and watch his tapes. Have you seen him? Uh, Micah Pittman? Yeah. I'm not familiar with him. M-Y-C-A-H, Micah Pittman. Several people, I don't know anything about him. Um, here's one, uh, David Huntsman says, I hate to bring up kickers, but why doesn't Mullen go after a Gator legacy who really wants to be a Gator, a local guy, and Connor Davis. You know about Connor Davis? Judd Davis' son? Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, be, that would uh, be cool. Judd Davis' son, yeah, there at uh, California. Yeah, 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 he's a very talented kicker, definitely uh, someone who, Yeah. I mean, it's, Right now with Florida, you know, you kind of got, you're in a position where Eddie Pinero is moving into his, uh, I believe it's junior season. No, oh, he's going, isn't he? Is he gone? I, I, has he announced? I don't uh, think he's announced. I got that impression. I, Did he, didn't he walk on senior day? I don't know. Somebody help no, me he, out here. Some of our people can tell. I got the impression he's, isn't this year, wasn't this year three for him? Yeah, I think it was pretty, I'm pretty sure it was year three and he's gone. I do believe. Help me out here. We got a lot of listeners who know about that. So anyway, so that's one suggestion um, uh, in terms of kickers. A um, couple other comments here. Some of them want to know, is Dr. Phillips got any players that you know of? I can't answer that question. I don't know. Jennifer wants to know. Uh, let's see. And, and, and it is Wilson. Brenda was right. You're right. Uh, apparently his dad was a running back for the Bucks, um, And apparently he's going to go to Nebraska this weekend. Um, so... I think I've got that right. Uh, yeah. So there's 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 all that from the listeners. One more thing here. Um, Let's go all the way to the bottom. Andrew, I got. I'm at the bottom. Uh, everybody wants to know about Andrew Tony. Andrew Tony. Andrew. I mean, not Andrew Tony. T- Tony, the kid from Eight Mile, Alabama, the the wide receiver. And, and and Tony is one of my favorite players. But I've come to the conclusion he's just too fragile right now to be a spread quarterback or a wildcat quarterback. He's a wide receiver. What do you think? Well, I think he's definitely not physically in the mold of what Dan Mullen wants out of that position. Uh, I mean, if you were, say, at UCF running or Nebraska running the Scott Frost offense, I mean, he's the same size as UCF's quarterback. So uh, maybe that works where you get the quarterback running a little bit more on the outside than between the tackles. 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, other than a wildcat, uh, you know, a situational wildcat quarterback, I, I really don't see him being a factor for Florida at that position. But, uh, you know, he's a freshman. He does need to gain a little weight. Uh, I, I'm sure with a new strength and conditioning staff, a new program in there, he's going to put on 10, 12 pounds between now and next season, and he'll be good to go. I, I, I know he battled some injuries this year, but... I'm not. I'm not quite ready to write him off yet in terms yeah. of being uh, dealing dealing with him being gotcha. brittle. I'm with our people saying, yeah, keep him there. Um, apparently, let's see. I don't know about Pinero. I'm, I still don't know about him. Uh, he, here's uh, it's Kadarius Tony, by the way. Thank you. Um, so the other thing people are asking about is hold on a second. I lost my place. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see what else? Del Rio, uh, Mac, uh, Mullen. Anyway, so so yeah, the 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 whole situation with his offense is built around his quarterback, and that's going to make the difference uh, in in what this team does offensively and how the as the offense goes, so go the Gators. The defense will be pretty good, but uh, they can't rely on the defense to carry him anymore. Um, Let's talk about let's talk about how you think Florida's recruiting class will wind up, Justin. And and, and people are still concerned. They're losing their their commits. Uh, the sky's falling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think they'll have a top ten class, given all the flips and things are going to happen. What's your opinion where they'll wind up in recruiting this year? Well, still a little early to say from my vantage point. Um, I think top ten might be a little optimistic. I, I, I just look at, especially with Taggart going to Florida State, uh, he, I mean, he's a, he's a recruiting machine, he, and that's definitely the strength of his program is his ability as a recruiter. And I, I think he's going to do a bang-up job. And uh, I think, unfortunately, for Florida, it's kind of a it, – it, it's a bad turn of events because he – at Oregon, he did such a – he really put a premium on recruiting the state of Florida. So he's already got some relationships here. He's going to be able to flip those around. And he's not going to get all those guys, but he's going to – some of these guys, some of these players he's been uh, working on at Oregon, now that he's at Florida State, it's going to be a really easy transition. I think Florida State's probably going to sign a better class because of that than Florida this year. But I think as you look – at what the Gators are going to do down the stretch. Uh, they're really putting a premium on trying to get a, a nice contingent of early enrollee and junior college transfers in. So there's there's going to be plenty of space to sign a, a large class. I honestly think by the end of the day, they're going to have somewhere between 25 and 30 spots open. I don't think they're going to sign that many because – Honestly, what you want to do is leave things open for next year, your, your, the so-called bump year, where you have a full year to build relationships and put a recruiting class together. You want to have as many spots available as you can for that. But because you need to flip your quarterback room, you need to get dual threat quarterbacks in, you need to rebuild the offensive line, you're going, in a, going through a transition from a 4-3 to a 3-4 front on defense, so you got to get some guys in there that are a better fit for a 3-4 front, for that odd man front. Get some linebackers who can get after the, uh, the 
quarterback. And the secondary needs a little work, too. Definitely need to get some cover corners in uh, in Gainesville who can help uh, give a little depth behind uh, Marco Wilson and uh, Henderson, who both had tremendous freshman seasons, but they can't do it all, especially in today's game where basically you have three, three starting corners, uh, if you will, losing Duke Dawson, that's going to be a really prime spot as well. So they, they've got to, they've definitely got to balance the talent across the board. I don't think there's a position on this roster that couldn't use uh, an infusion of talent outside of maybe running back. Cause that, that spot's actually looking pretty good these days. But other than that, every other spot could use a little bit of uh, depth, a little bit of talent. So at the end of the day, I think... Uh, I think Florida's going to put together a nice class. I would, I, I would aim more towards top 15. But, uh, again, we'll, we'll kind of have to see where the chips fall. And another thing we have to see is who Dan Mullen closes the staff out with. Because, as of right now, there might be four or five openings still. And depending on who he fills those spots with, if he can get a really good, uh, really top-notch recruiter or two to fill some of those spots... Uh, well, that, that could really change the ball game for the Gators. And there's some interesting names being bandied about for some of these spots. So I'm really curious to see how the uh, chips fall in terms of what Dan Mullen does to to fully close out his uh, coaching staff. Yeah, I know. I heard the name Knox kicked around and other names. I don't like to mention these unless, in fact, you know, their, their deal is done. But I think you'll have uh, – I, I don't think you'll have a problem getting a staff here. Uh, that will be an issue. Um, the the other thing is that um, uh, I'm getting a lot of people asking about Kyle Trask. We've not seen much of a sample size to know much about him. People think he, he would fit in Mullen's, uh, in Mullen's system. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Trask was not a runner, but more of a uh, pocket passer. Is that correct? Yeah, he's definitely a big arm, big guy. Definitely has the size for it, but I think him and Jake Allen are probably going to be two guys are on their way out. Yeah. Franks, I think, could go 50-50. Uh, the other one, um, Leak Zaire, yeah. as I understand it, he has, they, have, they have the ability to go get a sixth year for yeah. him if they desire. Now, he has a, he has some dual threat ability. He's 225 pounds, so he has the uh, the size, the ruggedness to handle the mullet system. He's so. just too short, Justin. He's too short. He is, he is a little on the short side, I agree. But mm. at this point, you, you have to take kind of the hand you're dealt. And right, I think that's true. Zaire, I, I, I think really, in light of the fact you're not going to sign three or four quarterbacks, maybe you bring back Franks, maybe you bring back Zaire, at least one of those guys, get two guys, get two other quarterbacks in, you have three guys to roll with in 2018. Uh, that gives you a chance, yeah. at least. I'm getting questions about Jacob Copeland. Uh, I think like last thing I read, it seemed like he was gone. Have you heard? Well, yeah, he, he decommitted, but mm-hmm. Florida, Mullen, that's one guy he reached out to early. Uh, mm-hmm. They've already had uh, Billy Gonzalez stop by and visit mm-hmm. with him. I I know Copeland tweeted a picture of uh, Gonzalez's championship ring on his yeah, finger. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, so I, he's one. It's hard to tell with him because – he loves kind of drawing out the drama uh, on Twitter, but he's definitely a guy who's still in the fold for this class. Most of the time when, it, when you see players decommit, 
more often than not, they're not going to end up back in the class. But with Copeland, he might be the exception of all the guys so far who've decommitted from Florida over the last uh, months now. He's the one who I, I think there's, you know, maybe like a 50-50 chance of him coming back. Alabama's a major factor as well, but uh, that one could go either way. That one will be an interesting recruitment to follow over the next few weeks. It's my understanding that Nick Savage is coming. Is that what you heard? That's my understanding as well, and, and that's a great fit because Savage is a, a Mickey Marotti mm-hmm. uh, disciple, so you're going to get you're going to get that that uh, craziness back in the uh, strength and conditioning program. And from all the stuff that's been coming out the last few weeks, the really the uh, neglect in the, uh, the strength and training, the strength and conditioning program, I think is kind of the most shocking story that has come out in regards to Jim McElwain's tenure at the University of Florida. Yeah, they really were in poor conditions. That's a- which is which is uh, which is true. Uh, do you uh, have you heard anything about this Garden JUCO uh, dual threat quarterback out of Garden City? Uh, is, is that the same guy? He's a number two. Yeah, Juco. I think that. Same, yeah, that, I think that's Wilson. Okay. And, and like I said, right now, if if I had to, you know, lay a bet down on what he's going to do, yeah. I, I I really have to think he's probably going to end up at Nebraska with with the prior connection he has to Scott Frost from yeah. there. Frost time at Oregon. Well, as always, good stuff uh, from from Justin. Hope you'll come back again. We have other questions for you tonight, but we won't wear you out. I know you've had a long day, and we'll get you back on again soon if it's possible. Uh, And and love your insights. And uh, after all, this is what it's all about right now. I mean, I think one of the biggest stories of the – it might be a bigger story when Mullen picks his quarterback than it is when he picks uh, one of his staff members. Right now, that is the key because we know that's been his success. He's been very successful as a quarterback coach, as I call him, quarterback whisperer. And he's done it with three stars, which is cool, which is why I think he might look at the rector kid. Sounds like he just made for him, you know? Yeah, it's it's a good fit. And I definitely think that's a a player to watch as we move toward February, toward National Signing Day. I definitely think he's a a guy who – Seems to kind of fit the mold of what Mullen wants out of the quarter, what Dan Mullen wants out of the quarterback position. So we'll just kind of have to see how things uh, develop there. But he's definitely a name to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I mean, as you with the staff, Jim McElwain, Will Muschamp, their bad decisions in terms of putting together a staff when they first got to Florida pretty much torpedoed any chance they had of, of success in Gainesville. And so the other four, five, maybe six hires even that Dan Mullen has yet to make on the uh, assistant coaching staff are going to be very, very important as uh, looking ahead to how his time in, in, as the Florida head coach uh, shakes out. For sure. Well, I appreciate it, Justin. Justin Wells, Recruiter Insider, will be doing featuring recruiting all uh, week long. Tomorrow night we're going to talk with a guy who's done a survey – um, to uh, a survey to, uh, to among high school uh, local recruits who've been to the big schools around the SEC and what they think of the facilities is such an important story now, as we know, everybody's facilities. Who knew it would be so important to Florida State? It may have cost them their coach. And, of course, it's important to Florida 
uh, and it would cause a lot of consternation with McIlwain, which might not have been a bad thing. But anyway, Justin, thank you so much. And Thanks, Justin. We appreciate well, hey, guys, it. guys, it was great to talk with you. It's great to be back uh, doing this, doing doing the, yeah. uh, bring it, you know, getting the old band back together, if you will. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's good. Well, okay, to, can good we to... share? Can we share with everybody how how actually this happened? Because I did send you a text late night. You did. About a week you ago, did. and I said I'm getting the band back together. You did, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing your line here. <laughs> no, no. I, I just want to. I, I just want to say, let's do this some more, and uh, you know, keep this kind of a regular thing. If I can maybe find some money for us, maybe we can all kind of do this uh, more often than not. Well, it sounds good. I definitely uh, look forward to uh, doing this again too. Maybe this, maybe next time. Uh, I'll join you guys with the uh, with the wine. All right, so dilly dilly. So we have a thing on the show, Justin. We like to say dilly dilly to our, all of our guests. So from the kingdom to you, sir, dilly dilly. Oh. Dilly dilly, Justin. Have a good night, bro. Do it again. Thank you. All right, Justin all right. Wells, everybody. For I'm not going to recap everything. Mm-hmm. I, I hit the highlights. Well, no. We've got a couple of uh, trolls. We do? Gonna, need, we do? Yeah, we've got to get rid of them. I'll show you who they are. Uh, okay, well, that's uh, there's fine. This guy right here, uh, yeah. and then here's the guy who's still doing the same stuff. These two guys after the broadcast are gone. Okay, that's fine. Not going to have trolls. We've got plenty of people without you. Uh, so, so that brings me to this part of the show. You want to do this now? Or yeah, let's okay. recap what we've been talking right. about, and then uh, we're, we're, we're learning. We're learning about the recruiting situation, too, okay? I don't know all the names, all the measurables, and all that stuff, but uh, we're going to get people on who are pretty good. Uh, Justin knows a lot more than even you heard tonight. Uh, some of you people have said some things about him that you have no knowledge about Justin. Justin is very sharp and knows a lot, but you'll learn that from him as he's on, and then we've got a, a special guy we're going to bring on Thursday night. Well, we can say Bob Annis will be joining us on Thursday night. Yep. We're talking about some of the recruiting information. He has talked to a recruit. As I said, I talked today to Wayne, to uh, to Wyatt Rector's dad. He's a coach at uh, Leesburg High School, linebacker coach. Talked for a long time. He told me many stories. And, look, I get that he's a proud daddy. But, you know what, he's got a, he's got a right to be a proud daddy. This kid, I'm not going to sell him as the next Tim Tebow. I'm just really intrigued with this young man. I don't see much, other than his little problem with his knee, which hasn't been a problem now, uh, I don't see any, any flies on this kid. This kid is something special. I'd love to see him play in the state of Florida for one. I'm glad he decommitted from Virginia. So there's that. We went over a list of some some people, some players. Justin is not of the opinion that Matt Corral necessarily will be the quarterback, although he could still sign. Uh, he thinks he'll sign too, uh, and he gave his opinions on a few of the recruits. Um, and uh, he's not of the opinion that Florida will wind up with a top ten class. Like I said, I said today, ten, twelve, somewhere in there. But I would not know. I, Justin would know a lot more about that than I would. So we'll see. But he doesn't seem to be, he's not going to go begging here, I can tell you that. And there's a lot of kids out there who are interested in being gators. So that's what we got right now. And now we come to this part in the program, which so, we, we do this because we've been asked by you to do it, okay? So, Brendan, you take it from here, and we'll, we'll tell you. Well, no, it's just it's an opportunity to donate to the show. So people have asked us if they could. We do this for free. Um, I'm not looking to make any money. I have a job, but we are looking to pay recruiting people and whatnot to come on board. So help us out. You want to donate? I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I have a PayPal account until we set it up. Any other different? You can PayPal if you have PayPal. If you don't, I don't care. Keep watching. 
But uh, Brendan Martin for gmail.com. D E N. Brendan, B R E N D E N. That's my PayPal account. Oh, shoot. Should you put that up there? Is that, do you, do you want to do that? Put your oh, pay. it's safe. You can pay us uh, and whatever. And we're not going to say anything more about it. If you'd like to give us five bucks, then we'll uh, get better equipment and we'll do more of this more often and hire maybe an intern or two to help us out with uh, some of the work. So Mainly, we want to be able to keep it going. Uh, and everything we get is going to go toward that. It's a yeah. show. Um, so if, if you want to want to help, we had someone today say, I want to give you show something, but you got to give me a PayPal or something I can do. So you've asked us to do this. We're not going to done you. Uh, you know it's here. If you feel so inclined, great. If not, we're going to keep doing it for as long as we can anyway. So sure. there you go. So there you go. Uh, and into the chat room with people freaking out about the trolls and what's happening with all that stuff. Uh, we'll get rid of them and we'll take care of them. I'll go troll hunting later and we'll get them out of there because, uh, you know, we are a show that wants to talk about uh, what we want to talk about and uh, we all have a common interest. So, uh, no reason to come in and start hating on us. So. It, it doesn't, by the way, necessarily mean because you don't agree that you're a troll. We get that. You can and disagree. Certain, you can say what you want to. We don't right. care about that. Right. Uh, but when you get enough negativity after a while, is enough. By the way, uh, Charles Buchan said, buy fancier index cards. I beg your pardon. We bought those at public. Charles, yesterday. donate to PayPal and I will. I think we paid 79 cents for those yesterday, as yeah. I recall. How much did you pay for them, Charles? Sean says, pin it. Pin it up. Okay, we'll, we'll pin that yeah, up. Yeah, we'll so. pin that up. I'll pin it down. Um, um, and uh, by the way, uh, are we talking to Franz tonight or no? That's not happening? Uh, we can mm -hmm. if you like. I do mm -hmm. want to talk to him because I missed him on the air. Can we call him? You guys okay. want to talk to Franz? Let us by know. the way... Everybody yeah. wants. Oh, sorry. Everybody wants a, a buddy and friends podcast, and I'm podcasting more of the shows. So if you like a buddy and friends podcast, let me know because I'll put that together. I think I'll call friends. I'm gonna pin the whole PayPal thing in the in the chat room, and uh, buddy will hit a, a quick reset, and then we'll you know we have no breaks. You understand this kind of fluid. Hey, by the way, we did not say Corral's not coming. No, we didn't at all. We think he's still very very well. Chris wants to call France. We'll do that now. Uh, Joe wants to call him. Uh, I, I, I got a few things to do tonight, but we'll do that. You do? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Um, I got a couple things. Uh, people asking, can they can they get unblocked if they donate? No. If we block you, your gun. You don't get back. So um, here's a Josh likes Wyatt. Be nice to see a local guy go to the Gator Nation, nilly dilly. Uh, let's see here. Wyatt Rector, end zone wrecker. Oh my, as Joey giving his, giving his uh, little cry out there. Um, Ken says, we can't see the account. Brendan, would you please hold I it I pinned up? it in the chat, but I will. Sorry. It's uh, brendanmartin4 at gmail.com. If you go to PayPal, all you got to do is pay an email address. If you do friends and family, it's for free. I'm your friend. Hi, friend. And I'm your family. So, because uh, we're Gator family. Uh, I'm going to call friends. Okay. So, David says, appreciate the late night show. I worked late and just got home too, Brendan. Do a great job. Hope you get some sponsors. We're working on that too. Donald, you can do the, yeah, so. Um, call on friends. Hold on. Uh, thank you, Rand and Janine, for your kind comments. Uh, let's see. Susan says, Easton will transfer to Miami. And Thomas uh, ba 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 Easton wouldn't come to Florida. One other comment. Go ahead and call France. I've got him on the horn. I'm calling right now. Okay. 
uh, we'll join France for a second. Uh, How can I get a Buddy Martin shirt? Oh, I'm opening up a marketplace with Buddy Martin t-shirts and, and mugs. I've got a special t-shirt, special logo coming for you, too. It's Brendan Martin. Just you only, so. Um, if Jacob Eason decides to transfer from Georgia, any chance Mullen goes after him, or does he not fit what we're trying to do? Um, you know, first of all, I can't see that, that him being allowed to do that, probably, but, uh, you know, uh, I mean, if I were if, 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 if I were the Georgia uh, squad, I'd say you're not going to go to Florida, anywhere but Florida, whatever. Um, let's see. Mm, well, all right, let's go uh, to the hotline. To the pit of misery with the trolls, he says, okay? Okay. All right, Francis, uh, how you doing this, that tonight? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. got a new kid here who's got to fix this. Uh, Hang on a second. Hold on. Why was that not yeah, it's oh. just, hold on. Hold on. We'll okay, there you go, Francis. Right. Sorry. Hello, Francis. Sorry. Hi, Francis. How are you? It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, guys. Lots of questions. Justin was on this for like 45 minutes. Or you guys had Laura on earlier. Well, we had him on. To, well, he was on then. Well, I know. I just think it's neat. It was kind of a yeah. nostalgic day for you guys. Yeah, we had a lot of our old teammates together today. Uh, and, and, and friends, uh, we just got over the recruiting list. We talked a lot about, uh, you know, about present quarterbacks, uh, everybody from Trask to Franks to Tony, et cetera. We talked again about the obvious question, whether or not uh, – There'll be transfers, whether or not there'll be uh, 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 there'll be flippers, et cetera, et cetera. We kind of gone over this today already, but uh, a couple people had questions that I will get send to you uh, regarding. Um, first of all, people asking about uh, uh, Eason transferring from Georgia. I, I don't see it happening, but what do you think? Oh, I, I definitely think he's transferring. Not to Florida. I, I can. I, no, well, yeah. no, he's not going to transfer to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, uh, but you know, he's a kid from the state of Washington. If Jake Browning were were to leave uh, Washington early, that would be a great place for him to land. Uh, you've got Matt Falk, who's going to leave, uh, uh, who's going to graduate actually this year at Washington State. There, so there's an opening right there. I mean, those are just two obvious places that he could he could land uh sam darnold um may or may not come back at southern cal of course uh that would also be another place that jacob Eason could be looking to land and uh, and you know since we're talking about southern california and the possibility of quarterbacks landing um you know matt corral uh southern cal is going to put the full court press on him and i think Right now, I think he's solidly Gator, but we'll see how he stands up to the pressure from uh, his hometown. Uh, you know, Southern Cal is the hometown school. He's at Long Beach Poly, which is just right up the road from the Southern Cal campus. Um, I, and he hasn't really seen the intense uh, pressure that he's going to get from Southern Cal, and Southern Cal needs a quarterback. So, you know... Uh, Eason would be a great fit in the Southern Cal offense. I mean, he's he's the perfect fit for what they do. So I, I don't see him staying at Georgia. Jake from State Farm is going to be the is going to be the quarterback there for the next three years, uh, barring barring a catastrophic injury. All right, so uh, we're getting questions from from the group about uh, 
Damian Craig coming to Florida to, Florida, uh, to join uh, Molly. What's the latest? There's a lot of speculation that he is going to uh, join the staff. That would be a, a terrific hire. Uh, I don't think he's going to bring Elliot off of the uh, Mississippi State staff. Just can't see that happening. But I can see uh, Damian Craig. He is a support staffer there at uh, FSU. Uh, his all of his recruiting ties and, and his coaching ties are in the SEC in in the Southeast. He could go with Jimbo out to out to um, FSU. You got to remember something. Jimbo was the offensive coordinator back when Damian Craig was the quarterback at Auburn. So there's a connection there. But everything I'm hearing is that Damian Craig wants to stay closer to his home base, which Florida, Alabama, Georgia, that would be ideal. I think that I think he's probably going to emerge as the leading candidate as Dan Mullins. Uh, quarterback coach here. Okay. Um, we're talking with Justin about how Florida might fare. He seems to think Willie Taggart's a game changer and FSU will do really well in recruiting and may not, Florida might not do as well. He's not optimistic about a top 10 class. Uh, I, I, my projection was I think there'll be a top 10 or 12, but what do I know? I would, I would trust Justin on that. What's your projection right now with what little we know because we still don't know who who's, who who Mullen wants to keep the the commits first of all, and who uh, who he's going after. I'd be shocked if the Gators don't finish in the top ten. Um, they may not finish in the top five, but I believe they'll finish in the top ten. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I've got to wonder about Taggart as a recruiter at this level. Taggart has specialized. In you know, at South Florida and at Western Kentucky, getting that off-the-radar kind of guy. This is his first time he's going to be on a really big stage. People can say what they want about Oregon being on a big stage, but at Oregon, you don't get the five-star guys going there. You just don't. Um, and Chip Kelly didn't get him. Mike Bellotti didn't get him. Rich Brooks didn't get him before that. And it's just one of these places where... You know, that old adage, location, location, location. Bad location, cold weather, miserable, rainy weather a lot. That's not going to be a place. Uh, Florida is is a different story. Now, Taggart doesn't have a history of, of going after the big guys and landing them. Uh, he's going to be a radical change offensively to what they're doing at FSU now. So, it, it, you know, there's going to be some transition there as well. Now, long term, he may prove to be a, a brilliant recruiter. I don't see that he's going to have that big impact on FSU's class this year. Uh, I think Mullen's going to have a really good impact on Florida, but I don't think it's going to be quite like the impact we'll see next year. Both these guys, but every time there, every time there's a coaching change. I mean, Urban Meyer came in here hottest coach in the country, and we saw that first class, that first recruiting class, when it was all said and done, they had five guys left left that were seniors, David Nelson being one of them. Right, and there was like 18 guys, right? 18 guys they recruited, and, and Urban Meyer was a lights-out recruiter, had done it at Notre Dame, five-star guy, five-star guy, and he comes to Florida, and 
his first class was so-so. Now, that second class had Tim Tebow in it. Now, that one was was a, a class for the ages. The 2006 and 2007 classes were classes for the ages. Uh, that he, he won two national championships for those two groups. But the first year was a, the first year, you know, he had some hits and some misses. And that's what you typically see when a coach makes that change. You very, very rarely see a new coach come in to a situation and have the kind of lights-out class that he may have that second year. All right, these are going to be quick hits, friends, because it's getting late. Uh, Matthew says, looks like Shea Patterson is going to Michigan. I don't know if you've heard that or not. Uh, he is visiting Michigan. Uh, the guy who snapped the ball to him when he was at IMG Academy is already there. That's his first visit. Um, I personally think that Shea Patterson is not going to go to Michigan. I think he'll transfer out, but I think he will go someplace okay. else. Um, you know, depending on who the head coach is at, at, at the next landing spot. A couple real quick hits. Why has Mullen not visited Corral in person? We're losing recruits every day. Da, 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 da. First of all, I think he has had, uh, didn't Billy Gonzalez visit with him? Who visited with Corral? Really? Somebody did. They, there's been staff contact, and Corral is still planning to come here and visit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, everything is all right with Matt Corral at this point in time. Now, Matt, you know, my concern isn't that, that Florida is not doing enough to keep Matt Corral. My concern is that Southern Cal or one of the local schools there, you know, out in California, is going to convince him he needs to stay close to home. Probably ought to, if you ask me. Um, real quick, clearing up, people are confused about about transfers and graduate transfers. Chris is asking about graduate transfers. There are no restrictions. No, there aren't any on graduate transfers. Transfers are different. Explain how a kid transfers, friends. Well, it, it, now... The situation in Ole Miss is different because those guys uh, can transfer out because of the because of the sanctions and the probation. Uh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose some kids, but I don't think they're going to lose as many as people think. And you know, before everybody writes off, for example, Shea Patterson as a transfer, if, if his receivers stay, he's, that's where he's going to stay because Ole Miss has the Ole Miss has the best receivers maybe in the entire country. Uh, but if a, a regular transfer, let's say I'm a player at the University of Florida, I, I'm upset I don't have enough playing time. If I haven't graduated, i got to sit out a year unless there are extenuating circumstances. For example, let's say I'm from Pennsylvania and my mother, my mother is, is deathly ill. I can petition the NCAA with, that, with factual evidence that my mother is ill and I need to be at a school that's closer to home. And probably about 80% of the time, they okay those kind of petitions, as long as there's factual evidence of a need to return home. But otherwise, you got to sit a year. And it doesn't matter if you transfer in the middle of the season. It, 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 you got to sit an entire calendar football year. And so that's what that situation is. Okay. Uh, last one for Franz Berry. Been working hard tonight. Appreciate that. Appreciate all our folks logging yeah, in. Yeah, Franz, I'm sorry to call you, but they were clamoring uh, for yeah, you, bro. Brendan, Brendan <laughs> propped you up. and it's, Oh, yeah. Prop you up, oh, Franz. Yeah. I got people asking Don't about worry Franz. About Franz. Don't mess with my boy, yeah, dude. Yeah, do not yeah. step to Franz. Don't Bear. worry about Franz. He's just got nine things to do. Franz is our people. 
Um, <laughs> people want to know about the nine suspended players. It won't go away. Uh, it, but the big question is, Joe wants to know, uh, if they don't return and Florida can only sign 25 scholarships, how does that make a difference? What What's the rule on that? Do you know? You think? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the exact number of people Florida signed last year, but I think it's something like 19. So that means you could have six guys that enroll early that count toward last year because it's how many guys that, that they signed during signed their letters of intent during this calendar year. So you could get six early enrollees, perhaps, and it may be only like four or five, but there will be a number of guys that can enroll early and count against last year. Now, you can enroll early and you still count against the, the, the recruiting class, for example, of 2018, but that's only if, only if that you, you've already used up your allotment of scholarships from the year before. You're only allowed 25 during a calendar year. So if Florida only signed 20 or 21 last year, then that four or that five scholarships would have put, they could apply them back by getting five extra guys. So you would end up effectively with a recruiting class, let's say five, and you sign 25, you could end up with a 30-man recruiting class. So that's how you can do that. Uh, but it, it's it, it's complicated, and you got to have you you've got to have the available scholarships that you didn't sign the year for. Doesn't matter how many guys transfer out or whatever like that that leave you with available scholarships. It's based on the number you signed the year before. I've got so many people asking about. It. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs from the article about Matt Corral, which I think might have been on SEC Country. I'm not really sure where it was. It says quoting his father. Uh, Matt has heard from Coach Mullen, said his father, Peter Corral. They talked on the phone. Coach Mullen told him everything starts over, and he was going to get to know Matt. That sounds to me like a guy who's reevaluating, which is all he's doing. He said, Coach Mullen called my wife, and I at home after one of his assistants, Billy Gonzalez, came to see Matt. Uh, he was just telling us that Matt is his guy. He can't wait to meet us. Okay. Well, whatever that means, it's hard to, to tell because parents tend to hear what they want to hear. But anyway, like Coach you said. Speak. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, there you go, my friend. Listen, thank you so much, Francis. Thanks, Francis. appreciate it, buddy. And we'll talk again. We'll talk to you like later a million in week. more times. Maybe we'll call you at 3 o'clock. Well, you know, as, as they say in certain parts of the world, dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Uh, hey, we, we got a new dilly dilly horn, Francis. You want to celebrate? Ready? It's first time. Ready? It's my dilly dilly horn. Oh, Francis is gone. He's oh, like, I'm out. Uh, someone said we should break out the Bud Lights. We're out of Bud Light right now. I don't drink Bud Light. Well, I do. Well, you do if we get Oh, yeah. I would, but though. But you would drink Bud Light. Right, exactly. You would like it, and you would like it. I just got a beer belly going at 43. Yeah, yeah, I was a little wine sometimes and so much beer. Uh, okay, well, anyway, it uh, looks like we've converted one of the trolls. He's now being a good Blockman? citizen. No, we didn't block him yet. No, Blockman? See, no, was no, I'm not going to mention his name. Never mention the name. He's of the not troll. a bad dude. He's we'll just, we'll he's see. He's just sad about his team, uh, man. No. Anyway, like I said, we're getting good comments. So we'll put him off on probation and Siegel next time. He's trying to become a productive Tough, dude. human being. So. Sorry, man. All right. So uh, anyway, we don't mind negative comments. Just don't give us 20 of them in a row. Um, well, and don't give us it, bad information. It is the internets. So. No, it's not. It's our group. It is. It's our people. It is. It is the Buddy Martin Show group. Right. Our is. friends. My people. 
Maybe we should just make a Buddy Martin show group. Could do that too. I don't know if I want to do it. Uh, by the way, we are drinking at the end of the show, if you're wondering. Do we get paid for this? No. But we got, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. If you'd like to pay us, it's posted or pinned in the chat room. It's brendanmartin4 at gmail.com. That's PayPal. If you have PayPal and you want to give us money, it's not, wine? it's really not, it'd probably buy a bottle of wine. No, your new index cards. So and some new index yeah. cards. And we'd pen. like to pay Franz, and we'd like to pay Justin and these guys that come on with How us. I Buddy and Brendan. Dude, yeah. we're rich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, we're just going to go you, back into the show. Work with you, I'm so, rich. so PayPal, that's the deal. It's in the chat. Hey, Dad, by the way, tonight we're drinking a Hess Select Cabernet Sauvignon from the North Coast. I don't know where that's from. North Coast. Uh, Probably Australia. Yeah. Hess is Germany. Maybe. Uh it is a good cab. You know why it was a good cab? Because I didn't have to open it. I don't really care about the body of the smooth. We had a long day. So uh, watch this replay later. I will podcast this. I'm working on an iTunes podcast. It's just time of the day. So anything you need to add? Other than the comments of the guys, we'll wait until the next time. Thank you for your kind comments. Appreciate it. And uh, we're out of here. Yeah. Where are we going to come on next again? Well, we promised this week, tomorrow night and Thursday, so... All right, well, you're making noises again. I can do that now. The show's over. Oh. Dilly Dilly. What do you think of the Dilly Dilly horn? Just annoying, probably, right? <laughs> oh, it's killing me. I found this. Good night, Brendan. Good night, Dad. <laughs>